This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to Talk of the Devils, brought to you by talkofthedevils.co.uk, your number one Manchester United podcast. I hope you're all good. 3-0 winning the bag. Mixed emotions back backstage, but I hope you're all very well. Get your comments in, get liking, get subscribing, and we will go from there. Fred, Stu, Ellis, thank you very much, boys, for joining me. It is 10 o'clock. I do appreciate your time, but always have the best people on the show. That's what it's all about. Fred, how you doing, bro? And uh, how you feeling after that? Uh, very well, thank you. Hope you are too. Uh, yeah, very, very good. Um, I thought it was just a job well done. Uh, sort of when, as expected, the game dominated from start to finish. Uh, I don't think Sheriff actually had a shot, or not one that I could remember. No, zero um, shots, zero on target. Zero shots, three goals, a clean sheet, uh, and minutes under the belt of some some players who certainly needed it. So yeah, very controlled performance. Uh, I think it was just an opportunity for the players to, sort of, or Ten Hag to, just sort of instill his tactical philosophy more so in players. You you have seen fullbacks uh, invert, join in the midfield more, uh, more sort of minutes for the for what's probably our best midfield together, uh, and it was great to see Garnacho get some some minutes under his belt as well. I thought he had uh, a bit of a mixed first half, but. Uh, it seems that second half, Ten Hag probably had a, a word with him at half-time. Uh, you certainly saw a difference in going down the channel more, putting in some crosses with his left foot as opposed to just cutting in and, and passing backwards um, constantly. But yeah, very professional performance, I think, from, from all of the boys. And uh, I'm sure it will get mentioned later, but I thought Luke Shaw, again, fantastic cameo uh, in the half an hour towards the end. Um, great cross for Rashford's header. Um, and yeah, very, very solid performance all around. Hopefully, uh, a lot of positives to take us into the weekend. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, controlled, professional, uh, job well done. Three points, I think you made there um, that uh, ring true. And uh, yeah, I always forget about the five substitution rule. I need to remember that. Um, but it was good that obviously that was ne- that was there for us so we could get a few players on, get a few minutes in. I thought everybody did their jobs very, very well done tonight. Even Harry Maguire. Not even. Harry Maguire came on and was very, very good. Sprayed some wonderful passes. Um, And uh, we were talking about him the other day, weren't we, Stu? Casemiro in front of him. I know they didn't get a lot of minutes together, um, but he will improve uh, and help Harry Maguire going forward. I don't think we've got any problems there, honestly. I I know um, uh, Varane is out at the moment. Uh, and that is a concern for some people, but I'm not. I'm not concerned. You know, Lindelof's playing very, very well. Martinez saying no more. He's absolutely phenomenal. And Casemiro in front of the back four. We will be fine, boys. Uh, Stu, uh, great to have you with us again. Uh, anything to add to that, my man? You're on mute. Let me take you off. 
I was almost excited then for a split second. Not quite, just almost. Um, I, I, what I was going to say is I think Fred summed it up quite well. I thought it was just a a, a performance tonight. Uh, we were yeah. never going to, it was never going to be scintillating because uh, the worry is we still have got this inability to play against a low block and we don't allow teams to have possession and use the ball, which allows us then to gain the space that we need. Um, I think Fred's uh, opinion on Ganacho was 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 spot on. I've seen a uh, multitude of uh, channels and social media. Ganacho was absolutely superb tonight. He was he was good, and he's going to show a lot of promise. But he showed a lot of naivety in his play. And at this level, uh, or against you know West Ham or against any other team, you can't afford to show naivety just yet. So I'm not going to go at the kid. Uh, there's clearly a lot of promise there, but he's got to understand if he is going to start games, what his position in the team is and what he's there to do in terms of what he wants to do at under-21 and under-23 level because it's a completely different different game. However, I've always said this about the younger kids, we don't necessarily or we haven't necessarily had the types of players that are able to coach these youngsters during the matches. So, And it was clear to me that Galatia wasn't being coached through the game and I think that probably changed. I think Fred's right. I think um, uh, uh, Ten Hag got into him at half time. I would suggest that Casemiro got into him at half time. Ronaldo and said, "Look, mate, just relax, calm it down, get hold of the football, then decide what you want to do with it." Because you're just rushing it a little bit. But you know, uh, you can't take away youthful exuberance. That's what he offered. Um, but he's he's he just needs to think a little bit more about what he's doing. But look, that, that, that will come that will come with age. Um, apart from that, I thought it was a yeah a, a kind of a, a workmanlike performance. I, I don't think you could say it was anything of any real note. Uh, we're still not attacking with any kind of real uh, speed. Uh, although we're kind of attacking with kind of pressure, you have to bear in mind Sheriff allowed us to almost walk you know, three quarters of the way of the pitch. They almost allowed us to walk and, and into this brick wall. And what we're doing is we're just knocking on it instead of absolutely smashing your way through it um, or bringing them out, as I said, and playing in behind the back. But look, you know what? We won 3-0. And, you know, um, we're going to have a much more difficult game uh, against uh, Sociedad. Sociedad will do exactly the same. They'll play for a draw there because that's all they need. We have to win. We got to win by two, so I think it'll be a really interesting game uh, on Thursday next week. Looking forward to it. But look, three 0 without you know we qualified tonight anyway, haven't we? Well, I think we yeah. qualified last week, didn't yeah. we? To be fair, but we definitely yeah. qualified tonight. So yeah, it's all good. Three nil and three headers. I can't remember mm. the last time two from set pieces uh, that we were able to. Oh, right, Ronaldo popped his in. Uh, yeah. in. Yeah. He popped in with his left. Ronaldo scored oh, with his left. Did. Yeah, no, you're oh, right. You're just right, before you go down, sorry. Uh, mm. Just just one quick thing. Everybody's been having a pop at Donny van der Beek, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did anyone notice his spatial awareness tonight? Yeah. Was streets ahead of anybody else yeah, on that. He, he's brilliant at that. He, it's yeah, what I he does off the ball it. that people don't watch. He's I'm still brilliant. not finding him. Sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. No, absolutely right. Um, Ellis, good to have you on, buddy. I hope you're really well. Uh, I know you've been a busy man recently, but great to have you on. Anything to add to these two uh, on your thoughts for the game? Not really. I think it was just a kind of just decent performance. I think the first 40 minutes, everything that we thought um, Sharif were going to do, they just kind of sat behind us and we struggled to break him down. We got the breakthrough from a corner. After that, it was pretty plain sailing. Didn't really cause any threats. It wasn't really a test. Just good minutes in the bank for players that have been struggling for fitness. I think that's the only thing we can really take away from it, really. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh, listen, this is what we expect. You know, I think we found it difficult to break teams down, uh, especially when you got, well, 10 men behind the ball, I suppose, but they set up 5-4-1. Um, it's obviously going to be very difficult to do, and we have to take these little um, silver linings from everything. You know, it's professional, we did well, we controlled it and dictated the game. And uh, we managed to break him down after the first goal. It was, uh, you know, very, very easy from that point onwards. Um, talking about Luke Shaw, lots of talk backstage um, about him. You know, he, he came on at half-time. Malassia went to right back. Luke Shaw came on. But he was absolutely brilliant, wasn't he, Fred? He was. Uh, and it was, I think um, 
yeah, this, uh, whether it's the competition of Malassi this season, uh, I'm not sure, but he seems to be a different player to, uh, compared to last year. It's sort of reminiscent of the player from the season before. Um, it's just so evident how much he's overlapping um, more this season and com- compared to Malassia. Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, if he continues this form, he, he has to be the first choice left back uh, going forward. I mean, the crosses. The cross, his crossing has just been superb, and he's he's getting in the right positions. He, yeah, you know, he can, he can do a whipped cross. He's, he can do a floaty cross. Uh, I thought the cross for Rashford's header was brilliant. Um, just you know, the right cross given the distance I, I like, between. I them. like I like the fact that you're a connoisseur of crossing, Fred. Thank you. Uh, big. I do like a cross, and I'll be honest. The first half, I mean, we. What I liked is Ten Hag knew that this game, how the game was going to be planned out. He knew that they were just going to sit in. Uh, and, I mean, our centre-backs were just so high in the first half. And when things weren't happening in the first sort of 20 minutes, you could see that we were putting those deep crosses in. I think Bruno even reverted to that in the last sort of 20 minutes as well. Um, but, yeah, the full-backs, it's, it's evident that they're becoming very important in, in Ten Hag's system. And it, it's probably due to his time when he was at Bayern under Pep because you are seeing them invert, you are seeing them get into the game more compared to what we've seen under previous managers. Um, and I, I will, I mean, kudos to Dallow as well. I mean, I, I did fear that this game was going to be one of those where, similar to the previous game, uh, where, you know, it took a last-minute goal from McTominay. I, I think if we didn't get that that goal just before half-time, it could have easily gone that way. So, yeah, it just shows the impact that the fullbacks are having, having in this in this Ten Hag team on both channels. Uh, it's a little bit concerning uh, that we have don't have much depth uh, on the right hand side, but yeah, as you say, Malassia and Shaw, brilliant. Yeah, what, what about Malassia coming in on that right hand side? Obviously, he can play both sides, predominantly the left hand side. But I thought he did quite well on that right hand side. He did. He did a job. He did a job. I mean, they, 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 there was no. He had nothing. He had no defending to do. Uh, it was literally just off, off a cover on the right, sort of, when Anthony went off, he offered that left-footed impetus, uh, and then I think Bruno drifted to the right as well, so you had a right-foot-left-foot combination, so TBC, really, we yet to see him tested if he does cover uh, that that channel going forward, um, but yeah, it's it's, a, it's an option. Uh, I'm not sh- not quite sure what's actually happening with the Wan-Bissaka, I think Ten Hag did mention him before the game, but obviously we haven't seen him at all this season, uh, and same with Brendan Williams, so yeah, it could be that we just go with the three fullbacks with Malasia switching between the two, acting as a sort of floating cover. Yeah, I think um, Brandon Williams is still injured. Um, and I think Aaron Wampasaka is back, has trained with the first team, um, but probably wasn't deemed fit enough as opposed to Maguire um, and, and everyone else. Thank you. Uh, going low on sugar, so I'm having an orange juice as we speak, but we're, it's all right. We're all good. Um, anything to add to that, Stu? I know that you, obviously, we were talking about Garnacho backstage. Um, I felt that he pressed well from the front. I think he was hungry. I think you could see that. Uh, didn't do anything out of, of, you know, from an amazing point of view, not expecting that, blah, blah, blah. But I thought he was okay. But anything you want to talk about from his uh, game? Because I know you've had a lot of conversations in the background about him. Von Garnacho. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, he just needs to um, steady up. He, he just needs to understand the magnitude of playing for Manchester United's first team. When you uh, elevate yourself from under 21s, under 23s, under 18s, etc., it's a completely different ball game in terms of what you're playing. But you'll always get, as I said before, youthful exuberance. So you'll always get this absolute want to try and demonstrate your abilities and demonstrate what you're able to offer the team. It doesn't always necessarily work out in that way. Uh, most uh, fans will say Ganacho was probably man of the match, uh, but they'll look at it purely from a dribbling perspective rather than an actual game perspective. Um, and sometimes he would attack the fullback and then he turns back on himself and he's laying it back off to Sh- uh, Malassia, who it would have been, which is re- pretty reminiscent to what Sancho's doing at the minute. On the other occasions when he is breaking through, and when he got round uh, in the first 10 minutes, he got round their right back and tried to play the ball across into Ronaldo. He kind of, when he got round the right back, he was almost in the perfect shooting position to kind of bend it into the corner. But he carried on going uh, to the byline to then get your cross in. And, and again, this is like not understanding where you are at any given time when you've got the ball at your feet. And it's quite critical and it's quite crucial to the way you develop as a footballer. 
where you're able to notice and understand where you are at any given time. But it happens to everybody. Um, you, you know, there are there are some of the best players in the world will use lose their kind of uh, balance and kind of think, Jesus, I've lost my bearings completely here. I don't know where I am. Where am I? Etc. And it does happen. Uh, but you know, that all comes with experience. Um, I like him, but we've got to be very, very careful. You nurture him correctly and you bring him into action at the right time. I know he's not playing so much uh, football at the minute due to the fact he's training with the first team and he's travelling with the first team. It would be a mistake to start him against West Ham uh, because there's some big lads at West Ham, some competent uh, footballers at West Ham, some you know, wily old foxes. I always remember this and uh, I'll heart you back to when he came on against Chelsea and Rudiger was playing. And he came on the pitch and Rudiger just walked up to him, barged into him slightly, tapped him on the shoulder. All right, son. Just And he turned around and he looked up at him. And you just know, you know Rudiger's a man-mountain. He's just standing there and he's like standing over him, waving at him. Just come, just come near me. Just come near me. I'll give you an inch, maybe. I'll give you two. And it makes you think, as an 18, 19-year-old guy, it will make you think, what do I do? Do I do I risk, you know, getting a right kick in here? Or do I say, you know what? Tough. I'm going to go at you. That's the, the, the choice that he's got to make as an individual and as a man, not what, um, you know, his coach. So we, there's obviously a lot of talent in there, a huge amount of talent. But just be cautious, guys. That's all I would say. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we've had this conversation a lot about um, uh, youngsters that are coming through into the first team um, and people do seem to uh, get ahead of themselves a little bit. And uh, listen, this is not us um, uh, degrading Garnacho at all, his performance or anything. We can see there's obviously a lot of ability there. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But sometimes we have to kind of take things with a pinch of salt look at what he could do better, you know, what he could offer. And uh, and you're absolutely right, starting him against West Ham would be a bad move. Um, but obviously getting minutes against teams like Sheriff, like Ammonia, if he was obviously to, to play against them, that, that kind of, those kind of teams, uh, they're the ones that you want to get those minutes in and, and utilise those five substitution, utilise uh, all of those uh, changes tonight in order to get minutes in the tank. Uh, yeah, good points, well made. Um, I want to move on to Casemiro. Stu, I know we've spoken about him a few times, so I'm going to come to Ellis about Casemiro and just how much of a fundamental player he's becoming for us. I know that tonight wasn't one of those nights where you could look at everybody in and be able to sort of say that from Casemiro's point of view, but he's quickly becoming an absolute monster in that midfield, uh, particularly in the last few games. But I just want you to give me your thoughts on him, Ellis. I think I think we knew what we were signing when we signed Casemiro. We knew we were signing one of the yeah. best DMs and defensive players in the whole of Europe, and we've completely signed that. I mean, his performance at Chelsea was warrior-like. Absolutely colossal in midfield. He provides stability an actual infrastructure in midfield that we've been lacking for so many years. Yeah. Someone that someone that can receive on the half turn and be able to play out is so key to this system that Tenar's trying to play. And you kind of see how fundamental he is. As soon as he got his fitness up, he's watched straight in and he's been fantastic. So I have no complaints about Casemiro. He's a warrior. He, he plays the ta- nice tactical fouls when he needs to. He's a top professional and he's everything that, that embodies a United player. And I'm really happy he's at the club. Yeah, me too. Absolutely right. Uh, Fred, anything to add on Casemiro there? Ericsson obviously came back, started tonight, uh, looked like he was dictating that game and he's he's been a massive player for us, but they both were great tonight, I felt. I, th- I think, yeah, I think most of us just slowly falling in love with him, really. Um, it just shows what we've been missing for so long. Um, I mean, I, I think the last six, I think he started the last six games and we're undefeated and I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Um like Ellis said, it's so refreshing seeing someone being able to receive the ball on the half turn from De Gea or, or the defence. Uh, and now we've even got defenders. You know, Martinez can offer that impetus or off that ball going forward. You know, he I think he's one of the best I've seen in years. Sort of on the floor, splitting you know the lines uh, from and moving the ball quickly from back to the front. And the same with Lindelof. You know, so Lindelof can he was playing a few over the top as well today. So. Yeah, with Casemiro, uh, I mean, the other thing with Casemiro as well, as well is it surprised me how how good he is at playing the ball forward. I think people just thought he's good at cutting the lanes, cutting channels. You know, he'll defend, he'll intercept and then pass to Cruz or Modric as he used to. He's actually good on the ball and he's good at getting in the box late 
yeah, you know, fair. and I, th- I think we spoke yeah. about this actually before, didn't we? That um, I think he surprised us all just how good he is at, at mm-hmm. pushing the ball forward. And I think that when Ten Hag was looking at um, Frankie De Jong, that's a kind of player that he was looking at now. Casemiro, sorry, Casemiro for me is is far better defensively as a central defensive midfielder, but also provides that progressive passing too, doesn't he? Very much so, yes. Uh, and I just think Ten Hag is, I mean, time will tell, it's still early doors, but I think Ten Hag has integrated him into the team perfectly. I think there, there were a lot of concerns at the start of the year that, okay, why is he not playing? Uh, whereas everyone else was. It, it takes time to adapt to the league, it takes time to adapt to a system um ten and you know unlike the other signings ten hag yeah he hadn't worked with ten hag before so yeah i think he's been managed very well by by ten, ten hag and the you know the staff of the club um and yeah he just it offers that balance that we've not seen for a very long time uh and it's actually to the benefit of Ericsson and bruno they're able to play in their natural positions and i don't think it's also a coincidence that we're seeing those two uh, you know, hit hit some good form, uh, especially Bruno that we've not seen in a in a long time. So, yeah, very very good signing thus far. Yeah, I uh, I can't other than obviously when we lose and whatever you know these things happen, we can't win every game. I really can't fault Eric Ten Hag um, at the moment. I I really am I'm really enjoying this United team again. I'm really enjoying the intricate passing that he is instilling into the team. I'm really enjoying the width that we're able to provide with the full backs, trying to get forward and the overlaps and, and even coming inside as well. It's so much better. Um, and, and, you know, everything that he's doing on and off the field with Ronaldo, uh, with the, with the um, transfers, it's been really enjoyable to watch and witness. And I really hope this is obviously this continues to happen. Uh, a lot of people were writing writing us off for top four this season way before it started, but I'm firmly in the seat of we can absolutely get that. I, I absolutely believe that and, uh, you know, continue doing what we're doing and and why the hell not. Um, moving on to um, the other two uh, inverted forwards that were played tonight, Anthony being one of them, um, and Marcus Rashford. Marcus looked great when he came on, um, really hungry, looked good, got his goal. Probably could have got one or two others. Uh, but Stu, how did you feel that he fared tonight? You're on mute again, bro. Uh, but, I mean, how many streams has Stu done Honestly, now? what, what is going on? Normally, sensible Stu, he's on it all the time. And here we are, twice on the trot. I oh, know, I oh, know. Um, Rashford, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, again, no, nothing well beaten tonight. I thought he took his head well. Um, the the worry for me was yeah, Anthony. The worry for me was Anthony. Uh, I'd have absolutely been all up on him uh, at half time for that little stupid ponzi little dance he did. But you don't you don't you don't do that unless you're five 0 up, and then you don't disrespect the opposition. I, I don't know what was going through his head at that time. I don't want to make too he's, much. Uh, he's been known to do that quite often in the Ajax side. Regardless wow. of the situation, listen. I'm not. I'm not yeah. uh, I, I, defending him. I understand, and I understand from your point of view why you would. I'd have had him at half time on that. I, uh, well, I think that time. probably probably did happen. I think he um, probably did give him an earful, and he didn't. He, but didn't he didn't have his best game. Up. He didn't have his best game. You know, he doesn't penetrate what he should do. He, you know, he won't get beyond and behind the fullback. Uh, again, he has a tendency to get so far and then he'll come back and then he'll try and cross him with his left foot. He clearly hasn't got a right foot and that's fine. So my advice to you, Anthony, is get on the training ground and work on your right foot crossing, mate, because it's not a difficult thing to learn and he could quite easily do that within, you know, four or five weeks. You know, no problem. It's just cross, 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 cross. Don't go Gucci shopping. You know, work on your crossing. But Rashford, look... The thing about Rashford at the minute is he's not playing out of his skin, but he's actually quite uh, pivotal to the way that Ten Hag wants to play. And he's quite pivotal to our side at the minute. I think Ronaldo slowly but surely liking uh, playing with Rashford. Uh, I think he can almost second guess now where Rashford's going to be when he, uh, you know, when he's either uh, you know got the ball or he's running with it or he's trying to use and find Ronaldo. So I think it's it's becoming quite a nice little pairing if one for the better phrase when they're on the pitch together um 
that header, by the way, before uh, anyone asks, it still doesn't make him a number nine for me. It's a good goal. No, no. He, he scored a few of them in the past. It still doesn't yeah. make him anything close to a number nine. No. He, he he needed neck muscles for that. He he really did. It was it was a great cross and it was it was a great goal. Um, but he, he's he's not quite that number nine. So I thought he was I thought he was good. I don't think I, I know we'll talk about man the match later. There's only two players that really stood out for me uh, in the game tonight. Everyone else was a good seven. There's only maybe an eight, you know, two eight and a halves uh, for me uh, out there tonight. So yeah, as good as as good as it, it kind of got for Rashford, I think tonight he didn't need to do anything major though because there really weren't an outfit. Although to be fair, we we would have been in real trouble if um, if their centre forward had put that delicious crossing because that was a delicious cross. Now Martinez, by the way, you probably didn't see it just on the offside. Just give him a little nudge. Just give him a little nudge. It's an old it's an old centre halves trick. Right down by the hip, just below, just above the hip, it is. Referee can't see it. Well, central so, so to let you know that he's there. Oh, so you so you got to do because you're coming in, the ball's coming in, so and you're watching the ball all the time. So what you're not doing, if you're goal side, and he was actually goal side of Martinez, you, you're looking at uh, the ball and you're watching to Haya. So those those are the two areas you're watching, and then Martinez comes in. As I say, it's just above the hip, it is. Anything higher, the ref the ref sees it and yeah. it could be a problem. So it's just about that. Where it's, that that's where it's height. From him actually, um, he did it. He did it against <laughs> Liverpool. He did it against Liverpool. Did it against yeah. Arsenal just to make his presence known. Uh, and and you know what, Stu, we, we've had this conversation so many times. For someone that plays as centre half as well, you're always saying that you want to make your presence known. Right. Yeah. You you want to you want to give him uh, a little bit and just to just to kind of put him off a little bit and it and it's work and I love that about him. I think it's been a long time since we've had a defender that really does that. That really. I taught him that trick as well. I taught him that. Yeah, I taught him everything. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so Marcus Rashford is uh, just a couple of comments that he's made afterward. I think it's too. Uh, it, I think it's taken a lot of hard hard work and time to adapt and change. We're understanding it more and more now. We're keeping more clean sheets and defending better. We still need to score more goals, but three goals tonight is good for us. He goes on to say, when we went 1-0 up, the game opened up more in the second half and we created a lot more chances. We could we could have had a couple more goals. Um, goes on to say, uh, if there was a frustration at Mitch, missed chance at half-time, I think it's a mix between frustration and just calmness. You have to be calm uh, to keep creating the chances and then be clinical in taking the chances that you create. What um, did we break in the first half, though, apart from Dallow's goal? It took you Not a huge amount, no. It to took us a while, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Eric Ten Hag was asked about uh, Anthony if he was brought off because of his spin. He said, no, it was more or less planned. I wanted to see Cristiano and Marcus Rashford closer together, and I thought Garnacho was playing quite well. And we've spoken about that. We've seen that, um, you know, whilst Ronaldo hasn't scored too many goals this season at all, um, he, his relationship with him and Rashford uh, is something you can see developing. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, and obviously, he's come on to say that as well. Um, what did you think of Anthony's performance tonight, Ellis? Um, and Ronaldo as well. I thought that Ronaldo, as Stu said earlier on in the show, probably one of the best uh, intense performances that he's provided for a while. Um, but yeah, just talk to me about Anthony and Ronaldo tonight. I think I think Anthony was okay. I think he was good in the transition. Obviously, going at players, I think was a little bit reserved because it was a low block. In returns to his spin, um, as much as it's not the most brightest idea that he's had, and obviously it doesn't look great. Um, the meltdown that it's caused on Twitter from rival fans is absolutely sensational. I like it. I like it's, it. You know what? If if he if he'd have done it and lost the ball, fair enough. He did it. Whatever. I, it doesn't bother me. It's it's sensational that people actually care that much that he's literally just passed the ball out of play. It's beautiful. But um, in in terms of Ronaldo, I thought he was very good. He looked hungry, like he had a bit of a point to prove, a bit of chip on his chip on his shoulder, if that's the phrase. I don't know if I've messed up, but yeah, um, did really really well. Um, took obviously he had loads of chances before his goal. He had that one where he just kind of, I, I, I thought he was going to score. Do you know the one where he shimmied round the player on that about the penalty spot and put it wide. I, I thought that was a guaranteed goal, but I think he played well. He got. He's a, he's a natural number nine. He gets himself in them positions. It's not a mistake when he's in there. I think me and Stu have had so many conversations about his movement. His movement is still world-class. And now we have the players to find him and he's just he's just out of form where he's not going to score. But if you play himself into form, he's going to score hatfuls. And um, 
It's just shame that he only got one tonight because he could have had yeah. two, four or five. What, what, what I couldn't understand about you're right about when he shimmered around, it was it was wonderful that. But why he didn't go low instead of going for the top corner is beyond me. Because if he'd gone low, it was a, you know no chance. The keeper wouldn't have. Any. In fact, I don't think the keeper would have seen it because the, you know he was using the player as a mask. Absolutely superb. Just a, just a quick question. I'm going to come to each of you. Um, bearing in mind we're playing West Ham uh, mm. this weekend, obviously a lot more boisterous, um, probably going to give us a lot more problems in the air, that kind of thing. Uh, who would your midfield three and front three be for this weekend? Fred, I'll come to you first. I did midfield three. You can't look beyond Casemiro, Eriksen, Bruno. Uh Front three, Anthony on the right. Uh, I don't play Ronaldo. I don't, I just don't. I don't think you can play him in the league. Uh, I, I understand what what Ellis is saying uh, about his performance, and he is probably our most natural striker. But we, I think, I just think we play better as a, as a team uh, without him. Uh, and the intensity yeah. against Sheriff uh, compared to the intensity of the Premier League, they're two totally different ends of the spectrum. So. Uh, I mean, if if Martial was fit, I would go Martial. He, I don't. I mean, he's probably too soon to throw him into the starting lineup. So potentially Rashford through the middle, um, even though that's been a bit hit and miss against non-top six teams, uh, and that would automatically really think uh, or put Sancho on the left, even though he's not really in form. But as Stu mentioned earlier, you can't really play Garnacho. Uh, you can't throw him in. He's, only 18 that's it's the first game that's the benefit of the Europa League you can blood in yeah. youngsters uh, but the leagues are totally different gravy so yeah I think the midfield starting three uh, the starting midfield today was is probably our best midfield uh, and you've got to go with that in the league uh, and then Anthony Sancho Rashford in my opinion uh, and hope that Sancho plays himself back into form soon because we are light in, in the attacking positions and that's been a real problem area uh, in the last month or so yeah, uh, just on that, before I come to you, Stu, with that same question, um, he was asked about being more clinical. So he said, I don't know if, the, the, know if those are the words that Man United needed to be more clinical. It's more uh, to bring more numbers in and to get behind the defensive line. That's especially about occupation of the zones in the box, and that is what we can do better. He then goes on to say the examples are the second and third goals. We're more, we, will, we are with more in the box we occupy the positions and that is what we have to do more um any comments on that Stu? and then give me your three uh midfield and three strikers for the weekend <laughs> he's just giving you a coach's speaker that's all he's done in you just you know I, there, there was nothing new that i saw tonight that i haven't seen over the last couple of games in terms of our box occupation and if that's what you, <laughs> that's how you want to call it um Okay, maybe Anthony are coming a bit closer from the back post uh, than what I've seen in the past. Um, Ganacho didn't do it, by the way. So when the balls are being cut in from the right, Ganacho is still quite wide um, on the left. So I'm not really sure our box occupation, um, <laughs> what a phrase, um, is, is, is as good as what he thinks. We'll, we'll coin that. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll coin it. However, get, going back to the original question, um, I, don't, I don't disagree with uh, with Freddie. Uh, to be honest, I think uh, Casemiro, Eriksen, and um, uh, Fernandez. Because the thing about Casemiro, as I said to you um, Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever it was, Mark Tuesday, I think I've lost my days. Um, he allows uh, the um, uh, Ericsson and Fernandez to play as two tens, but they don't occupy uh, the same space uh, yeah. because of the way that Casemiro positions himself. He's always waiting for turnover all the time. And when turnover doesn't occur, he's then that kind of auxiliary striker ready to have a, a pot shot from 25 yards. So he's always very, very central and that allows uh, Ericsson, it allows Fernandez to have that freedom, which they do. So, and, and and I think uh, Freddie's right. I don't think Ronaldo starts. I think Rashford comes in through the middle, um, and then we've got um, uh, Sancho. You're going to have to bring Sancho back in, or Alanga, maybe Sancho or Alanga. No, no calls for Fred or McTominay, and the reason why I say that is because obviously McTominay is very much better in the oh, air. I appreciate it. he's not technically as good as Ericsson If you were to there's, drop him, there's no point because after West Ham, we've got three games before the World Cup 
four games, three three or four games. I can't remember exactly what it is. So there's no point. You just you just play you you, you know you settled eleven now. See it out to the World Cup. See what happens at the World Cup because don't forget by the time the World Cup's over, by the time the World Cup final is over, okay, there's five days for any players. If any players play in the Premier League, they'll have five days from landing to play in the next Premier League match. No, and then you've got uh, Boxing Day after that. So I, I would, I would go with what we've got. We need to beat West Ham. We need to keep this momentum because we're not a million miles away off top spot. Believe it or not, I think we're only about eight or nine. Maybe ten points off top spot, and there's a long, long, eight, long eight points uh, from top. Yeah, seven games unbeaten now as well. So there's a long way to go in the Premier League title race. Yeah, City aren't on, you know, on, on pulling up any trees at the minute. There's a potential problem, isn't there, with uh, Haaland? Uh, I don't know how big the issue is, but there's a potential injury there with him. So wow. you know, I think he picked up a knock against Dortmund, didn't he? Think about Ireland, by the way. You know, he's not scoring against the top teams. He's only scoring against the mid-ranked teams. And we were mid-ranked when, they, you know, when we when we played him, we were mid-ranked. Yeah, care, careful, careful. Uh, I just, I just saw a point on that. No, good points, well made. Uh, who would your uh, midfield three and strikers be for this weekend? And any other points? We'll come on to uh, the player ratings. I don't want to cause any disappointment, but I did. I did see the same thing about Haaland, but I think Pep said in his presser today that he's fine. He just had a bit of flu and a little bit of discomfort in his foot, but apparently he's back and fit for a weekend, so he's probably just scoring another hat trick. But um, yeah, but they're, they're only playing. Yeah, they're playing. Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I could score against Leicester. <laughs> I think anyone can score against Leicester. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Probably get on the back of a cross against Leicester. Probably beat Castagna in the air. Um, I'd probably I'd probably say the same. I don't disagree with any of the points that have been made. Casemiro, Eriksen, Fernandez, and then your front three could either be Sancho, Rashford, Anthony, or if Martial sit, maybe comes in for Sancho because he's out of form. But any of them, any of them front three, I'm I'm not fussed. I still think the game plan and the philosophy would still be there no matter the front three. So I think any of them could be rotated, and we've got big games coming up. Obviously, this, as you meant, as Stu mentioned, the run the run up to the World Cup is going to be intense. And um, any any um. Any front three, I'm not bothered. It could be. No, I think you're right. I, uh, you know, it's a nightmare this World Cup, really, isn't it? For many, many it's reasons, obviously. But yeah, honestly, I'm really not. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm quite patriotic, right? And I enjoy uh, the big competitions, but I am not looking forward to it for various reasons and all this, just... all the rubbish behind it with uh, Qatar and all that. Just not interested. And it's just a pain for the Premier League. I want to see that continue on. Um, and see the great football of the year. Just don't feel like there. a World Cup, does it? World Cup, nah, beer gardens. I don't want. No one wants to go to a beer garden and have a pint. In you left, you're left to wear about three layers, Ellis. Yeah, exactly. With like skins on everything. No, thank you. No, it's just so weird. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't happen again in four years' time, but we'll see. Uh, right, player ratings then, guys. Uh, David De Gea. I mean, we can't even give him one really. Uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't have to do anything, did no, he? It, no yeah. shots. Absolutely you know. zero shots. He didn't even get the opportunity to run off his line like he loves to at the minute um, or anything like that. So uh, we, we'll ignore it. Um, right then, Freddie, uh, Diogo Dallo. Uh, I, I think I'm, most of my ratings are just going to be boring, six and sevens. I think the game wasn't... No one really stood out. It was just a standard professional performance, as I mentioned. But I'll give him a... I'll give him a seven just because he, he got the, the first goal, which got the ball um, the ball rolling, so to speak, uh, and you know, the, the mini floodgates to open. Uh, yeah, I think he's been one of the standout performers and certainly the biggest improvers this season. Um, and yeah, being one of the, the people that Ten Hag took off to rest just shows his importance in the team um, for many reasons. So yeah, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I'm really, um, I've been a fan of him for a long time, to be honest. I know he's questionable defensively, but I'm really, really pleased how much he's come on leaps and bounds this season. Um, really, really pleased. Obviously, I know he's still questionable defensively, but he's clearly quite important. Um, and I'm really, really pleased for him and pleased that he got his goal tonight. So, yeah. Uh, Victor Lindelof, uh, Stu. Uh, I thought he, was, thought he was steady. He gets a six for me. I thought he was steady. He didn't have to do much, so... Yeah, these, these ratings are going to be rubbish, aren't they? Uh, Martinez, Ellis. Six. Oh, my God. Don't know what is wrong. Don't know what is up with my voice tonight. Six. I, I think he's just okay. Just the same as Lindelof, really. <laughs> I love Martinez. I absolutely love him. Uh, Malassia, Freddie. 
Six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Try and help me out here, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll come to the subs afterwards, all right? So we're going to do the first 11 first. Casemiro, Stu. Oh, seven. He gets a seven. Oh, there we go. We're pushing, oh. pushing there, pushing about a bit. Uh, Christian Eriksen, Ellis. Seven. I think he was okay. I thought his ball playing and his distribution was top as per usual. So just a, just a simple seven, really. Okay. Um, Freddie Garnacho. I'm, uh, I think seven's too uh, generous. I'll give him six, <laughs> and that's probably quite controversial. Yeah. If he if he had a better first half, I'd have bumped him up to a seven. But I'm not a fan of. Uh, the thing is, Ten Hag said before the game, he's he's been very um, sort of positive and brave in training, and I didn't see that first half. I was expecting, I geared myself up for a totally different Garnacho. Um, we saw glimpses of it second half, but I don't like the sort of getting in the position forward and then turning your body and passing back. I thought, you know, especially when you're sort of eighteen, you, you sort of should be a bit more raw and have nothing to fear. Uh, and I, we didn't really see that today. So I think a, set, a six, but I think this game today, he'll learn a lot from it, a lot more than mm. what he'd uh, take away from the under 20, 21s or 23s. Um, so, yeah, a high be, a high six. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be a massive uh, learning curve and experience for him today. And that's what mm. it's all about fundamentally. Um, yeah. Bruno Fernandes, shoe. I don't feel like I saw much of him, to be honest. He had an opportunity in the first half. Six. Okay. But I would have given an eight and an eight. So, um, you would have so, given an eight and an eight? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was good I tonight. Was good. Yeah, I thought he was good. I, I'm, I'm only basing that on um, the, the way that he can uh, pick a pass, but he can find space brilliantly. So, mm. yeah, I'm just giving him an eight. Yeah. Um, Ellis uh, Anthony for you. <sighs> Um, I'd probably go six, but Stu's going to want to give a minus for that flick for that little turn. So I'll probably go five because I think Stu would absolutely be <laughs> fine. And he's and he see he's that angry. He's left the show. He's just disappeared. I don't actually know what's happened there. He, he might. Uh, he's that be disgusting. Anyway, he's either pissed off, and we'll find out about it in a minute, or he's, or he's left. Uh, what did you give Anthony? Sorry, bro. Uh, Go five, five or six. I'll, I'll go six. I Sorry, I was messing around with the camera. We we <laughs> thought you were really angry. Uh, we thought well, I was really a double angry. game of six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, you, you could have played that on behalf of you for the for the little. Yeah, because of that fucking pirouette. Oh god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, moving on to. So, did you want to rate him then, Stu? Anthony. Yeah, because you were no, not really. No. no, not really. Oh, okay. no. I can't rate him tonight because even if you take that out of the equation, I don't think it was anything special tonight anyway as in his general play. So. No, I agree. Uh, right, who wants Ronaldo? Not all at once. I'll tap Ronaldo. Yeah, I'll go on then. Ronaldo. Um, eight, I think he was very good. I think his movement was very, very good. And I think his link-up play for once was actually quite okay, especially in the second half. Well, I think that's because we have more space. Yeah. I think some of these little turns, these little scissors were very, very nice and quite acute. Um, so, yeah, I think eight, he took his goal. Well, he did take his goal well. Good header, obviously. Strike his instinct, gets the rebound. Um, but, yeah, I'd say an eight's fair. Wonderfully summed up. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, right, Harry Maguire, Freddie. Soft six. I mean, it's just good to get some minutes on this, but I, I was quite happy to see him back, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure some fans weren't, just because they just I don't like him. But, yeah. yeah, I thought he did really well. Um, yeah, solid. And a few sort of good diagonal passes. One thing I noticed that he, he played right centre-back, whereas he's been playing mm. left centre-back the past few years. They shifted Lindelof left when Martinez went off, which was quite interesting. Yeah, I think Ten Hag's identified that, yeah, he's got that cross-ball ability, uh, which I think he, he did a few times to Garnacho. So, yeah, solid six. Good to see him back. You know, I'll be honest, and this isn't any criticism towards uh, the coaching staff at United over the years at all, but he was the left-sided centre-back at Leicester as well. And I think personally, I, again, I'm putting two and two together, but personally, what, probably what happened was he came in, continued to play it on that left-hand side. And I think you're right. I think that um, uh, maybe Ten Hag has sussed that one out and, and, and changed that. But I thought he was solid today. I think you'll see a better Maguire in, uh, behind Casemiro. Um, he, and I think... he had Chilwell there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and Ch Chilwell is, is, you know, I don't like Chilwell as a player, but no. he's decent. And, and that would have been a really good... 
relationship. He just didn't strike that relationship, what we saw. No, I agree. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. But listen, as I said at the beginning of the show, don't panic about the defence. It will be fine. I think we've we've got some stability there. We've got Martinez. We've got uh, Casemiro. And I, I th- listen, three years ago, Lindelof and Maguire were our first two, and they did very well for us. That hasn't changed. They will be fine. So, uh, right, moving on to... Uh, we didn't talk about Marcus already, did we? No. Yeah, we've done Marcus. We, we haven't yeah, scored we, him yet. We haven't scored him, that's what I mean. So I'm going to come to uh, you, Ellis, on Marcus Rashford. Um, seven. I think he looks energetic, hungry when he came on. I think he's looking like that every game. We've really kind of seen kind of turning his, his fortunes at United. Took his goal very, very well. Um, I'd go seven. He looked up for it tonight. And um, yeah, seven. Yeah, good points well made. Uh, Scott McTominay, uh, Freddie. Again, six, yeah. I mean, just came on a little cameo at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's looking he's looking like he's looking very confident. He's in a he's a very good start to the season himself. So, uh, yeah, solid six. Good to just get some more minutes under his belt as Casemiro has displaced him in the first team. So, yeah, six. Yeah. Um, man of the match, Luke Shaw, Stu. Yeah, definitely man of the match for me. Uh, eight and a half. Can't quite give him a nine, but uh, he was uh, he was man of the match for me. Yeah, I thought I thought he was. Um, I thought he was excellent. Really when he came excellent. On. I, I, I really did. Yeah. These ratings have been very generous on the bottom two. I, I mean, Jesus, I know. Lat- giving out the so, eight. It's almost the like they don't know what they're doing. I saw a bit of a debate. Um, a while ago, really, and somebody said to me, um, "You can't give a substitute man of the match. He only played half an hour." Oh, no. Well, I said, yeah, "Yeah, I get that, but you're not you're not understanding football." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Here's what you mean. I said, "Well, I, out of the eleven players, even if you stand for ninety minutes, you probably only took the ball for about thirty-five, maybe forty minutes throughout the game. That's your involvement. It's what you do with the ball." That de- determines how good and what effect you've had on the game. And Luke Shaw had an effect on the game when he came. When he t- when he came on, he had an effect on the game, and that's the key thing to man of the match. It's not how many dribbles you do; it's about what effect you have. And Luke Shaw had an effect. Always remember that, Ellis. When you when you're coaching, uh, you know your team or you're playing football, lads. What about your effect, mate? Fred, Fred, we've just beat an established international team. <laughs> Excuse me, these beat Real Madrid last week. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Fair all, all around. Let's have a bit of fun. Let your hair down. And the, their new manager bounce was eliminated. So, yeah. yeah he's, he's been caretaker. This is the fourth time he's been caretaker, isn't it? Oh, is it? Poor Giza. Just give up one of your You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, Just give it me. Just give it me. Right. Last but not least, um, Ellis, I'm going to give you Donny van der Beek. Well, I guess a nine, Donny does. Ellis is generous. Couple nice. of beers down there, Stu. Um, I'd, probably yeah. say, I'd probably say six, seven. I think his movement in between the lines, as Stu yeah, said, oh, is oh, oh, don't oh. copy and paste. It's very, very good. Um, we've always known this, and I think he's going to be a really good option going forward. Obviously, he's not, I don't think he'll be in the Netherlands World Cup, so that's going to giving some time, I don't know, in friendlies or whatever United put on programme-wise during the World Cup to, to get his fitness back up and he can really challenge when he comes back in after the World Cup. So I'd probably say six or seven, six and a half, six. I think that's fair. I would imagine Donny's booked his holidays. I bet he can't, I bet he can't wait. Donny. Yeah, I think he's been on holiday for two years, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What about Jones? Phil Jones, I thought he was excellent tonight. We'll give Phil Jones a six. <laughs> Who's everyone's man of the match anyway? Just out of interest, who is everyone's? Mine, mine's Luke Shaw. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah. I thought Luke Shaw for me. I can't disagree with this, but I thought he was he was excellent. I thought yeah, he was going to disagree, yeah. Yeah, might, might be. That's fine. That's fine. Hold on. We'll, we'll come okay. to you in a second, brother. Um, yeah, for me, Luke Shaw, he, he took on play as well. He made some great crosses, something he's been criticised for, obviously, and uh, I thought he was very good. Um, but anyway, sorry, Ellis, over to you, brother. I'd say Anthony just for that spin. 
I'd probably say sure because I think if I Why play not? striker at Stu Sunday League game, he goes straight through the back of me for saying that. So I'm going to go sure as well because he's very good. So, so something something that was certain has come out of tonight is both Stu and Ellis have both had a drink and, uh, and have no idea what they're talking <laughs> who, who about. Who do you think? Who do you think the fans voted man on the match? Go on. Ronaldo. Go on, go on, Acho, probably. Go on, Acho, yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm just looking at it now, right? Um, then Casemiro got a four percent vote. John Acho got thirty-one percent. Thirty-one percent. Ronaldo twenty-four, and Ericsson twenty-two. That is your problem, isn't it? That is your problem with the generation of football fans. Just... Well, well, fortunately, they just vote on the app as opposed to the actual Opta uh, stats. Because uh, we'd have big problems then. But no, listen, again, we're not taking away anything from Garnacho. No, he no, he put I'm in not, a decent performance. Um, but you're absolutely right. There's a lot of things that he needs to take away from that. And hopefully he can keep, uh, keep building that experience and, uh, and moving on and getting better. Listen, guys, we're going to wrap up. Um, obviously, a solid, solid, to a certain extent, performance tonight. The three points that we needed. But the real one comes against Sociedad uh, next week. Um, on Thursday, so uh, we'll be back for that, of course, uh, for the reaction. Hopefully, uh, my, my record this season is actually becoming very good, so I'm hoping to continue that into next week. We beat them by at least two goals, and of course, we beat West Ham at the weekend. Thanks for you uh, for joining me today. Really, really appreciate. It. I know it's a late one, but it's always great to have you on. Always great to hear your thoughts. Thanks for everybody in the comments as well. Get liking, get subscribing, and we'll see you very soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.